Attention Inland Empire. Maybe you've heard of the terms float tank, sensory deprivation, or float therapy, but we have a question for you. How much do you really know about it? For example, did you know that floating takes all the weight off your body with over a thousand pounds of Epsom salt? In fact, the zero gravity environment provides incredible relief to achy joints and tense muscles. And not to mention, thousands of people have gotten relief from arthritis, fibromyalgia, tendonitis, inflammation, and chronic neck, back, and shoulder pain. The solution is heated to skin temperature so that after a few minutes you actually feel like you're floating in midair. Now you are in control of your complete experience and you can feel free to float with the door open and the lights and music on, but if you turn them off, it creates an environment where you don't see, hear, or feel anything. It's the experience of nothing. Now you can only imagine why so many people use the float tank to achieve deeper levels of meditation, enhance creativity, better sleep, and stress relief because it allows the brain to slow down into deep alpha and theta states to ensure you achieve complete relaxation at float state. Relax, heal, unwind. What I remember most is the loneliness I felt, the separation from other people, at the end, drinking was no fun for me. Since I've started to attend AA meetings, the greatest gift is that I've become reconnected. I'm part of life again. I really like myself, and that's wonderful. AA is a miracle in my life. Visit aa.org for more information and download the Meeting Guide app to find a meeting near you. First things first. Talking about that, I am Carl. I am a... <laughs> Alcohol. And you're first. <laughs> and I'm first. And, uh, and my sobriety day is August 22nd, 2014. I'm Chelsea. I'm an alcoholic, and my sobriety date is February 19th, 2015. This is Sober Pod. Sober Pod is the podcast about recovery that doesn't sound like a podcast about recovery. We are not experts or professionals, just a varying number of deeply flawed individuals with good intentions. If you would like to hear about the 12 steps, check out season two of 2019 for the years long coverage of 50 plus episodes. And it goes without saying, we do not speak for any recovery groups or organizations. And as always, we encourage you to listen in moderation. I, I'm going to apologize up front. I have, if you guys don't know, I have four dogs. And they, like, they're going to just, and there's nothing more that I hate than freaking dogs barking in the background of podcasts. You know what? I know, actually, no, I'm sorry. Let me take that back. There's something I do hate more than Babies. that. Babies. <laughs> <laughs> I hate, I hate puppies, babies, and, <laughs> and kittens. No, I uh, uh, actually there. You know, when when um when people are recording speakers on on their Zoom meetings on their mm. computer, I don't know how they're recording. If they're recording it on their phone, on the lap, on the speaker, or something, and then they decide that they're gonna start typing. You know. Like, tick -a -tick -a -tick -a -tick -a -tick <laughs> yeah, it's like, like you're so not only you're recording it on your phone, you're like your phone is sitting on your laptop, obviously, and then now you're gonna decide to start texting your buddies on message or something. <laughs> like, dude, you can't can't get your fingers off. Anyway, so, so yeah, yeah, and there's, I'm gonna, 
I'm going to catch you know, some flack for that one because I think I know the people that actually <laughs> do that one. Anyway, so this is First Things First, is it not? First Things First, I'm the realist. Hello. Chelsea? Chelsea? Can you hear me? Hello? Is this Hello? <laughs> yeah, I can. <laughs> oh my god no <laughs> not again jump in. <laughs> oh no shit flashbacks to the oh so <laughs> so we think we resolved our technical issues we hope that this is our first time moving forward that we're like we think we're safe we're not sure we're not going to throw away another hour of our lives uh more, it was more like it. Like two and a half three hours <laughs> of our lives Dude, that was three hours that was that was three hours it was three freaking hours and then and then don't forget i had to then go and, and then record you recorded by yourself a whole other hour yeah <laughs> oh my god and i wish i could just i wish i could have just picked up i wish that everybody else was along for the conversation that we had because yeah. then mm-hmm. it would have been much more fun but they weren't because then i could have referenced all that stuff no i can't so um so well now that we've kind of you know that's over you know the our problems are not their problems, that's for sure. You know, unless it's an alcohol problem. <laughs> dad joke coming through. It's like an alcoholic dad joke. Is that what that was? <laughs> um, so, uh, so not a not an alcoholic dad joke. Wait a minute, that'd be really weird. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so, um, so Chelsea, where we last left our dear listeners was we were doing first things first, but. What do we do before we do the the thing that we do? What are we what are we supposed to do? Well, I think um we should ask people to um like us and subscribe and leave a review. Is that what we really we're going want you to like us? We were so codependent. We really <laughs> <laughs> Please please like me. Please. Don't forget to like me. And then also so, um, go on to uh, Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash SoberPod. And then there's a group within there called SoberPod Live. And um, if you join the group, you'll get access to like that whole community and um, the daily quotes and Bang and Bod Phil, who does his exercise classes. What is it? Saturday mornings. Uh, it is Saturday mornings at Bang and Bud Phil, and he does like that basic training. And this is just to get your your body moving. You know, if uh, you know some of us, I mean myself included, um, you know, we're uh, pretty sedentary about our lifestyle. You know, I abuse my body whenever you know possible, and um, and I neglected a lot of like you know the things along the way. You know, I I definitely have issues with my you know, my neck or my spine or, you know, other things. And, you know, as we get moving, um, you know, we, we tend to damage a few things <laughs> or we go beyond mm-hmm. our limits <laughs> or, or actually maybe some of us just don't get moving at all. You know, we think that, Hey, just putting the plug in the jug is, was good enough, you know, but, uh, but we're trying to, but now that we're living better, we want to add some longevity to that living, you know? So I mm-hmm. think that, uh, uh, doing some of those basics and, and getting with Phil is something that you may want to look at doing. Just saying. Um, what else do we have? Oh, we have the Fire Network. Um, uh, we are part of the Fire Network, which is a, a conglomerate of highly uh, classified and skilled individuals who are <laughs> who are 
if you are a, a recovery content creator and you are seeking to do the same along those lines, um, we would love to have you on board so that we could help promote your services or promote your, not your services, but your content, help share in that shared resources along those lines. And we have uh, put together a document. We are looking to start uh, distributing that shortly. Still very shortly. It's going to be like a month before we get it done. But either way, we are looking to distribute that uh, so that everybody will have a better idea of what it is that we're trying to do. Uh, so, but if you want to see a sneak peek of that document and you want to be, or you're interested in, in being a part of the, uh, the fire network, uh, send myself an email, uh, info at, uh, silverpod.com, uh, or send, uh, your email to Ed over at friends and recovery at help at friends and recovery podcast.com. And they will give you all the deets, yo. All the deets. I, I like I like getting down with my young folk. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? We'll say that deets. shit's fire. That shit's fire. <laughs> <laughs> Get down with my deets and my peeps and and in uh, the podcast and the, the, my jello pudding. All right, so um, so so Chelsea, what else is there? There's got to be something else. That, there's got to be more housekeeping. Und housekeeping. Housekeeping. <laughs> oh, oh, well, we're okay. On. Wait, you for, first. You were gonna say it. No, no, you, you first, by all means. <laughs> well, I was just thinking because we kind of like made some modifications with the whole like disaster that was the last, the last time we me. tried to record, and so on Spotify now, um, we have um, some polls and some questions, and we did get some responses, which well, we were pretty Polish cool. People on on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh, uh don't get all offended i don't want to see your polish emails coming out at me um <laughs> but uh you know the um i think cool because you know we went over to anchor yes we did have issues but with that we have some really cool things that we're doing which is one we're recording video and we're putting that in the members only section so mm-hmm. if you would like like to see us do the podcast in some video format, it's really just me and Chelsea like sitting here like doing a little video thing with Bobby. <laughs> you know, every once in a while I make hand gestures, which makes totally <laughs> way more sense on a video than it does on an audio podcast. <laughs> Go figure. And then, um, and then, uh, yeah, yeah, Chelsea and Chelsea like vapes up a storm. She's she just in a cloud <laughs> of smoke. So I think that's always a good part of it and then um so uh, by the way which was really kind of cool because there is a, a vape company called sober pod if you can believe Ooh. that yeah so wow. they uh they're out there promoting themselves as sober pod and uh and and at one point they even put the the domain sober pod on their on their stuff so Whoops. thank you very much <laughs> for <laughs> for contributing um <laughs> but uh so if you want to watch us in video, you can go to the members only site. And uh, of course, that is how we receive donations as well. So you can you can spend the two dollars to be a part of the members only section. And I just wrote a nice little article up there for Memento Mori uh, and, uh, you know, about how to like, you know, uh, maximize your existing days left. And because <laughs> you're all oh, going to die. You, perfect. You know? So um, so then. um. And then there's a video up there of uh, the last three episodes of all three videos up there, which is kind of cool. And then if you're on Spotify, what you were talking about, Chelsea, is that we have a poll or episode questions. And on the the episode for Flying Solo, which was 
not this last week, but the week before, uh, July 22nd, we put up uh, some a poll question on that episode on Spotify, and it says this. Uh, it says, should Carl be left alone again? And uh, <laughs> and the responses were a no, he sucks. It was multiple choice. Or yes, it was nice to watch him squirm. So I got 100% on the uh, poll question for yes. We uh, It was nice to watch him squirm. And then... Um, uh, so for the, the episode question, that was a, so the episode was called flying solo and that was about sponsorship. And, uh, the question was, what's the best reason to have a sponsor? And Sam S said, because it's a terrible idea to sponsor yourself, your ideas and understanding of how things work got you here. You are sick, and sick people need help. A sponsor is that help. And then Stratocasterski says, because self-justification is just the best skill that I possess, I need someone <laughs> who is willing to, to catch me doing uh, doing that and call me on it. So uh, Stratocasterski says, you know, he, uh, he needs somebody to call bullshit. Uh, and then Chuck G., says accountability, guidance, and, accountab- and accountability are uh, the best reasons to have a sponsor. And I just think that's that's awesome because, you know, just getting direct, you know, feedback for these ty- kinds of questions is great. Um, and then on last week's episode, we had, uh, should Chelsea do an episode alone next? And and I'm thinking like an OnlyFans situation here, but you tell me, <laughs> Chelsea. Uh, but but the responses were really about no, she sucks, uh, and then uh, yes, she needs to squirm, and we haven't gotten any votes on that yet. And then also last week's episode is how do you sleep in sobriety? Because that was a uh, the episode was about um, uh, was we said like solo sweet dreams, but it was about um, basically like having trouble getting to sleep when you're in early sobriety. So um, so if you are uh, so inclined and you're listening on Spotify, by all means, go back and start answering these questions. There'll be like live responses. We'll continue to go back and uh, read them off on the podcast for like the last 30 days or so so that you'll get, you know, we'll, we'll follow back. And if any of you have any questions, um, you know, again, in those uh, in that um, in those if you have any questions in the Q&A. <laughs> if you have any questions in the Q and A, by all means, um, you know, have, you know, include them there so we can make sure to see them as well. Um, I thought that was kind of cool. What do you think, Chelsea? I think it's way cool. But I did, I did just want to mention because I don't think that it was clear. If you want to become a member um, through SoberPod.com, you just go to SoberPod.com/slash/member, and that's where you would um, sign up. It's two dollars a month. You get a bunch of articles that we've written, other people have written, and you get to see our pretty faces. And it's a good old time. It's a good old time. Yeah, and then we have some eBooks in there too. So like, not just mm-hmm. like, so we have some extensive content. We have some like stuff with like worksheets and. Like uh, like the gratitude uh, thing, you know, that we did an episode on. I just, you know, so there's a ton of stuff in there. I just would, you know, it's like it's totally underutilized. I mean, I know we did a lot of work on it. Mm-hmm. and I, yeah, so, But either way, I still enjoy doing it. I still enjoy putting. I think one of the things that I really put up there are stuff that's like really more about 
what I've learned, you know, so I mm-hmm. like, oh, like, you know, that's something that I've been thinking about. And so stuff I definitely put up there to, yeah. to make Me sure too. that other people are aware of. So, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just like passing on the, the, the quote unquote wisdom, <laughs> you, know, mm-hmm. you know, talking about landmines and where they are talking about that stuff. Okay. So we're going to do this episode and hopefully it doesn't bomb on us, cheese on us, you know, somehow end up real shitty in terms of its recording quality. Um, I'm not naming names. <coughs> Riverside FM. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, here we go. Uh, so what we've been doing is we've been going through the book Living Sober. It's uh, one of those AA books. It's one of the cheaper books. Uh, and um, and it has a lot of topics in there about, you know, how to deal with certain things in early, you know, in, in early sobriety as well as I think some, you know, not so early sobriety stuff, would you say? I mean, there's some stuff that's like, you know, I could definitely um, use well, like even A today. lot of it's like a uh, good reminder, too, for those of us in sobriety who maybe forgot, oh, yeah, like I used to do that. I probably should do that. <laughs> yeah, something I learned, learned early on that I no longer do anymore that like, oh, my God, that really worked for me, you know, all the years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is going to be number 13. So, so far we've done zero through you know 12 so if you're if you haven't had the time or opportunity i would just stop now and then go back and go back to uh um i don't know when it was like may maybe uh may is when we started doing this i think april may um and then the the title of the episode is new beginnings and so you can just go back and start listening from that episode new beginnings um so you can get all caught back up. Okay. And, and you're back. Okay. So great. So how was all that? Listen, <laughs> <laughs> just pretending that they actually went back and listened, but they probably didn't anyway. Uh, so we're going to go forward and, uh, we're going to do, uh, this next section is first things first. And this is really the, the sign. Like when you go into the, the rooms of AA and there's like the, you know, one day at a time, uh, uh, you know, first things first, Gosh, what give me? What are the other ones? Do you remember any of the other ones? I, I'm, oh, I'm keep it right simple. Now. Oh yeah, keep, keep it, it simple. simple. One? There's got to be. I think it might okay. be. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah, but there's like there's five or six. You know. Um, live you know, and let kind live. Of, that kind of. Yeah. Live and live. Yeah, there there was the one I was looking for. Um, so uh, so those are the the little banisters that are up there, and you know, and they and they look all wonderful, but here. This gives you a better understanding of what it is that they're talking about when they say first things first or when you walk in and you see that stuff up there. Um, so I think we're just going to go through this. It's it's really short. It's like three minutes and 30 seconds or so. And that's about it. Uh, let me, um, as you as we do, we share the screen. We, we ensure that the tab is checked for audio because <laughs> we want to make sure that we're doing that. And then here it is. This is first things first. 13. First things first. Here's an old saying that has special strong meaning for us. Simply stated, it is this. Above all other concerns, we must remember that we cannot drink. Not drinking is the first order of business for us, anywhere, anytime, under any circumstances. That answers the question. (laughs) This is strictly a matter of survival for us. 
we have learned that alcoholism is a killer disease, leading to death in a large number of ways. We prefer not to activate that disease by risking a drink. Treatment of our condition, as the American Medical Association has noted, primarily involves not taking a drink. Our experience reinforces that prescription for therapy. In practical day-by-day -day matters, this means we must take whatever steps are necessary at whatever inconvenience not to drink. Some have asked us, does this mean you rank sobriety ahead of family, job, and the opinion of friends? When we view alcoholism as the life-or-death matter it is, the answer is plain. If we do not save our health, our lives, then certainly we will have no family, no job, and no friends. If we value family, job, and friends, we must first save our own lives in order to cherish all three. First things first is rich in other meanings, too, which can be significant in combating our drinking problem. For instance, many of us have noticed that when we first stopped drinking, it seemed to take us longer to make up our minds than we liked. Decisions seemed to come hard, on again, then off again. Now, indecisiveness is certainly not limited to recovering alcoholics, but perhaps it bothered us more than it would others. The newly sober homemaker could not figure out which of many cleanup jobs to do first. The businessman couldn't decide whether to return those phone calls or dictate those letters. In many departments of our lives, we wanted to catch up on all the tasks and obligations we had been neglecting. Obviously, we couldn't take care of them all at once. So, first things first helped. If any of the choices before us involved drinking or not drinking, that decision deserved and got priority. Unless we held on to our sobriety, we knew, no cleaning would get done, no calls made, no letters written. Then we used the same slogan in ordering our newfound sober time. We tried planning the day's activities, arranging our tasks in order of importance, and never making the schedule too tight. We kept in mind another first, our general health, because we knew that getting overtired or skipping meals could be dangerous. During active alcoholism, many of us led pretty disorganized lives, and the confusion often made us feel unsettled or even desperate. Learning not to drink is facilitated, we have discovered, by introducing some order into each day but being realistic and keeping our plan flexible. The rhythm of our own special routine has a soothing effect, and an apt principle around which to organize some orderliness is, yes, first things first. Well, isn't that special? So that special. Is, that is, you know, that, that's so clear and concise. It's I like know, that was pages. like the shortest one. You know, I, I I don't know about you, but um, uh, when I was uh, <laughs> like I I would literally get out of bed early in is this is like and I didn't even think about like first things first like really you know, I would get but I would get out of bed and I would be like I'm not gonna drink today I'm not gonna drink today I'm not gonna drink today and I just repeat that shit over and over again. Um, and uh, like even before I was getting out of bed, I would just be like, that's like it's a very fucking first things in my mind because I just like like, I don't know. It was just something about like I needed to say it. And then um, and then I would be like I would be like 
just put your fucking feet on the fucking floor. <laughs> you know, go, go get a cup of coffee and a fucking smoke and then don't think about anything else until you get from here to there, you know? Um, you know, because then, you know, it's like once things got in motion, you know, once I decided that there was one thing that needed to be done and that was, again, um, you know, uh, putting my feet on the floor, right? Um, you know, first I'm laying in bed saying I'm not going to drink today, not going to drink today. But then, you know, I, you know, I know that the next thing is to put my feet on the floor and then uh, and then to, you know, go start the day. And then, of course, uh, that would mean, you know, a, a smoke, uh, a cup of coffee, um, you know, a shower, shit, shower, shave, you know, uh, uh, you know grab a, a freaking um, granola bar, another cup of coffee, get into the car, go to work. Right. That was like, oh, my God, like it's very, very simple shit. And, um, you know, and I can make things as complicated as I want them. Like I could literally like, um, I used to get very OCD about my clothes to the, to the point where if like, if I didn't feel comfortable about wearing something, I would literally like go back and change clothes and then come back. You know what I mean? Like I just to, uh, to a ridiculous degree, like really putting off in my mind, fighting, like changing my clothes all the way till I get in the car. And then I would be like, no, nah, I need to go change my clothes. <laughs> like that kind of <laughs> weirdness to it about, you know, so, um, and that's, you know, when I was drinking and stuff and it was just weird, I used to just run around with that disorganized general pattern, you know? Um, and that's kind of how everything was with me, making decisions last minute, not really doing, you know, not really getting going or, you know, whatever. Um, debating whether I should call in sick or not. <laughs> Were you like shit. that before but, um, you got sober? Oh no! Yeah, that's me. That was me totally before. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it just yeah continued. before I got sober. That's what I was like. Yeah, and then when I when I got in in being sober, that shit um, it it got uh heightened. But then I had mm -hmm. I found ways to like let it go. Like like I was like okay, I found ways to work on it down the road, which is like you know making myself wear different clothes every day or not mm -hmm. different clothes every day, but different. <laughs> types of clothes different style so it, it just wear a t-shirt try wearing shorts for once carl that would be neat <laughs> um you buy a pair of shorts yeah so um so yeah when i went in sobriety like I, you know i've definitely found myself trying to work those things out but again it, in that early early sobriety it was first things first and it really was like about like um like what do i do next and it really was very simple shit but sometimes I like they they kind of mentioned it a little bit like uh, like the, my head is a shit storm of stuff just you know man it's 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 a I got a I got a head uh you know uh I got what is I got a head full of lightning and a and a hat full of rain right it's like I fucking can't think straight most of the time and sometimes when it came to other things I needed help to make those decisions I really did like I needed somebody to help me to pare it down because I was overthinking and I was, you know, going through some shit. So I, I'd uh, call my sponsor or I talked to my wife or talk to my boss even. Like I would be like, hey, like, and just not not saying, I don't know what I'm doing because I'm totally fucking, you know, brain fog. <laughs> but what I would do is I would go into my boss and I would say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? That kind of stuff, you know? 
And just to get their buy-in too, because I'm like, I really didn't know what I should be doing because my shit was all up in here and I was really fucking crazy Looney Tunes about this shit. So mm-hmm. about how did you do that moving forward? Did you like, did you like, I don't know, did you make lists? Did you um, rely on old experiences? Did you call your mom? How, how do you, how did you work it out? I would say in the beginning, I just, um, distraction was, was what I really did. Like I had my set routine, like, you know, I, I get up, I shower, blah, blah, blah. I go to the coffee shop drive through, I get the exact same thing and I go to work and I do the same shit. Um, and I needed that routine because I just took away a huge piece of my routine, right? So I took away, um, I finish work, I come home and I get drunk. So now what do I do? So I really had to find things to distract myself, um, you know, to fill in that time until it was time to go to bed. Um, and, you know, the gym was that for me, sometimes shopping, sometimes baking, like, you know, just little hobbies and stuff like that. But, um, I too am very like, um, creature of habit and overthink things and have these compulsion type things. Um, if things are done incorrectly, I just have to start all over. Um, so, and that was, that was present before, before I got sober, but I think, in early sobriety, everything was just amplified. Everything was just on steroids. And, um, you know, I wasn't like a totally sane person at all. Like I was emotional. I was like not necessarily picking fights, but I was irritable. I was, um, thinking things were happening that weren't like, um, mm-hmm. just like reading into situations and, and behaviors of other people, um, that wasn't really anything to take note of. So, um, my, and I think all of that was in an effort to just not drink. And, um, mm-hmm. it was scary, like knowing that I had that free time between when I got home from work and when my boyfriend at the time got home from work, you know, there's, there's a lot that could happen when I'm left by myself, you know? And so that in those Mm -hmm. times, that's when I would go to the gym. That's when I would go to the store. Like I would try and like waste a bit of time. So, yeah. So I I guess, you know, and it doesn't go without saying, it actually goes with saying that, you know, uh, it's funny because, you know, first things first, like, you know, we just don't drink. And it, I know it seems like, hey, that's common sense shit. <laughs> but for, mm-hmm. but, you know, for, um, you know, the alcoholic, I think it's, um, it, it can be really confusing because that for a long time was the solution to a lot of our other issues, even though we may not have known that, um, uh, you know, uh, cognitively, we may have not known that like, oh yeah, like. I drink because of all this other shit or whatever, right? You know, but um, you know, for me, it's like, um, you know, it became beyond that. It, you know, it's like, yeah, it may have worked to alleviate certain conditions or anxieties or you know whatever. But after a while, it was really I just I drank because I was an alcoholic. That's the only reason. Like I didn't, you know, it wasn't because I was mad or because it was fucking, you know, 
Um, it, it was because it was Tuesday. Like I was like, okay, like it's fucking <laughs> Tuesday. I'm drinking. Like I think I could care. I was happy or sad or mad or glad or whatever. All those things for me were like, that's why I drank. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just because I was just because I was breathing was why I was drinking. And so, um, so I think for the alcoholic in terms of like, you know, first things first, we just don't drink. It's like, <laughs> and then for the, for the, <laughs> for the newly sober, that's like, like, um, I don't know. Like I could just imagine it's like, you mean like forever? <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> like, you know, but no, just for today. Oh, that's the other yeah. sta- uh, statement just for today. Um, so, mm-hmm. um, so, but that's the thing is, so first things first, it's like, I, if I don't drink, then those other things are possible. Right. And I think that that's, what, again, such a short little, you know, eight paragraphs here. But the fact is, is like, you know, I never, it never really occurred to me because I never put enough distance on it um, that like if I don't drink like these other things won't be so much of an issue down the road you know mm-hmm. um, you know maybe initially things might still be hard um, like you said like you know relationships and reading into what others are doing I once at one point you'll have this one um, I had gotten to the point in my early sobriety where I would my wife was like trying to even make it like kind of you know beaver cleaver kind of stuff like having dinner all the time as a family (laughs) and every time we would sit down you know my family was so sarcastic and so hurtful right and i'm sitting there just this like tenderized little alcoholic you know if you just fuck people fucking you know whistled and i fucking you know i found it offensive you know uh and so um and i would just remember like at one point um, like just getting up from the table, like, you know, fuck you guys, fuck you. You know, like, it's just like, like being so upset at like, but they're just being sarcastic. That's like, mm-hmm. that was kind of our family's love language for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I couldn't take it. I really couldn't take it. And, uh, so that, that's the thing is I know exactly what you're talking about. And it was with my own family that people mm-hmm. that, you know, I should be looking at as a loving, you know, caring, you know, you know, my my family mm-hmm. <laughs> you know but but they're not I, like, in my mind i'm like these people are out to get me these people are out to, they're out to hurt me they they know i'm they know i'm soft they know i you know they know i can't take this sobriety kind of a thing so uh, so i know exactly what you're talking about you know in terms of you know uh like you, what you were talking about there but in terms of first things first um yeah i think it, it's kind of a given um you know but it's not you know what i'm saying it's like did you ever view like early on like oh shit like I can't like I can't drink because if I don't drink like th- then good things will happen right like if I don't drink um like I'll be able to deal with these things better like I that just wasn't in my head to me I I, I was like oh no like I had to drink in order to make these things better so right. are you telling me now that I'm supposed to not do something was it yeah. that way for you? Were you well, like, I think it's initially? I think it's hard to see like that all of those promises are going to come true when in the short term, like you're just seeing the consequences of your drinking for so many years. You know, it's hard to kind of see yeah. down the line what it's going to look like. Um, I I didn't. You know, this kind of goes back to the conversation we had about um, live and let live, where it's like no one really sat down and told me what first things first meant. I'm like, well, duh, it's called first. Like, (laughs) it's the first thing you do at first. 
Um, but, but yeah, like it's, uh, it's kind of like you need to put on the oxygen mask on yourself before, you know, you can do every anything else. Because if you're not getting oxygen, then you're not going to be able to do anything else. You're not going to be able to save anyone mm-hmm. on the airplane, you know, what have you. Um, and I find it interesting that, um, you know, I've heard people say, oh, I can't. I can't stop drinking because, or I can't go to treatment because like, you know, I have a job or, um, and it's kind of like, um, why is it okay to say that, but not say, um, like I can't drink because bad things happen when I drink, you know, I have a job. I have a job, you know, so like when they, when they say that it's the very first thing, it's like, it's true. Like you are not going to have a family. You're not going to have a job if you start drinking and can't stop. Like no one wants a drunk employee. They just don't. Um, so you really have to think of it that way and stop making excuses. I would say, Um, I felt like for a long time I had to drink to be social and, um, you know, that's, and so for a long time I didn't want to like socialize with anyone because I was like, uh, if I'm socializing, I have to be drinking and I can't be drinking so I can't socialize. Mm -hmm. Um, it took a long time Mm -hmm. for me to figure out how to do it sober, um, but then again, that's because I was putting <laughs> do it sober. That's because I was I was putting my sobriety first. You know, I I was taking into account I cannot I'm not safe, like mentally, um, in those environments right now, and so I'm gonna remove myself until I I can cope with it. Yeah, in our 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 uh, meeting hall, we have a wood plaque that says AA sobriety number one, right? It's just Mm -hmm. a real reminder that like, you know, we, you know, if we don't have sobriety to start, we really don't have a lot, um, you know, going on after that. But here's the thing. It's so tricky. It's so baffling and confusing that like, you know, I can go, well, 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 look what I did when I was drinking. You know, I had, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, I got a career. I got, you know, (laughs) I got married. I got kids, you know, in my house, you know, nice car. So I, I can, I can, yeah, you know, you, you can you can fool yourself with those things a little bit, but you know, the one thing I think the thing here is that what you don't know is um like especially what I didn't know before when in my early sobriety is and I could have easily gone back to drinking at any time because I didn't see it being worth it. My the, I was just mm-hmm. like that newcomer that walks into the meetings and I am like fuck this shit, fuck not drinking. You know, fuck her, fuck them, fuck him. You know, like I, you know, fuck the job, fuck, fuck all this shit. None of that shit's working out, cause this all sucks, right? And I just, you know, I, I couldn't do it. You know, I, I think uh, um, uh, good quote from uh, the big book, uh, uh, page ninety eight is working with others. It says, the minute we put our work on a service plane, the alcoholic commences to rely upon an, our assistance rather than upon God. He clamors for this or that, claiming he cannot master alcohol until his material needs are cared for. Nonsense. Some of us have taken very hard knocks to learn this truth. Job or no job, wife or no wife, 
or husband or no husband, uh, we simply do not stop drinking so as long as we place dependence upon other people ahead of dependence on God. And that's really like the higher power, the spiritual sense of this kind of thing. And that's really what AA's, you know, pointed towards. So a lot of people hear first things first, and then they talk about, you know, you know, a God, right? Like, oh, mm-hmm. first things first, like I need to be focused on, you know, all my things. And I'm like, well, me personally, no, because, you know, I, you know, I put the bottle down first and then I found more spirituality. Then I found more of a reliance upon a higher power. But until I did that, I couldn't, you know what I mean? Like right. until I put the bottle down, I, so, so you're telling me like, you know, you know, okay, okay, God, I'm going to drink this now. You, you, you watch out after me because I'm going to be right back. Like it's not going <laughs> to happen. You know what I mean? So I think, you know, when I hear people talk about, you know, this kind of stuff, uh, you know, they, they use these kinds of statements in the book to, um, to, you know, kind of override those other statements that are made. And then, you know, what I say is let's not forget common sense. Let's not forget mm-hmm. that there's, you know, uh, you know, and that you have your own decision uh, or choice, you know, in the matter as well. So, um, you know, so, so I guess here's the thing is I've learned, you know, uh, in terms of, you know, more recently too, I've been unemployed now for four months. I mean, holy schmoly. It has been a strain on family. It has been a strain. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not as stressed as I, I actually feel guilty for not being as stressed. If that makes any sense, like, you know, because I'm really not as stressed. But it has put a lot of strain on certain things. But what I do know is at no time during in this process have I ever thought, wow, you know, a drink is really going to make this feel better. You know, <laughs> it's like because, you know, you know, what's going to make it feel better. Actually, if I got a job, that would make it feel better. So, you know, hey, Carl, you know, work towards getting a new job. But but under no condition did I ever think, oh, yeah, this is going to be a good time to drink. You know, and I just know that that. It's like, you know, first things first, I don't drink because really uh-huh. it, it, if my chances for getting a job after I start drinking are probably like zero <laughs> percent because, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, I, you know, I, geez, all I need to do is just like, you know, sell my car and then, you know, uh, and then get, you know, get a bus ride down to the to the old BevMo. <laughs> so, you know, it just. It just seems so, I don't know, ridiculous to think about. So, because you know, those things like those little statements that are in the book, like you know, job or no job, or wife or no wife, or husband or no husband, you know, they really do kind of put it into perspective. You know, cancer or no cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's like uh, death or no death. It's just mm-hmm. like all those things. It's like my child dying or my child not dying, and that's a hard conversation to have. Um, you know, because, you know, honestly, it's like I dude, I've seen dudes lose their children and I've been like, I totally understand that. You know, I totally understand like what you're feeling right now. But, you know, it's like you got to tell them like, you know, a drink is not going to honor that. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you. Know, so you got to like use your wits about it. you got to like, you know, uh, you'll be able to, uh, to to call back on these things that are in these in these written pages to be able to to see your way through these things and i think you know some of these slogans like first things first really help us do that in really a tight pinch you know because if if something tragic has just happened to you in your life and you don't know where to begin right that's you know it's like repeat to yourself it's fuck it's two words 
<laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like first things first. It's like yeah, I know it's three words in a row, but it's only two words. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you get it. the idea. So, have you ever been at a stage where you have been like, "I just want to fucking drink right now"? Have you ever been like at those moments, like, um, where something has been just so devastating in sobriety, where you're like, "God, I just fucking you know, I I just need a fucking drink." Have you ever been there? I, you know, I can't think of a time where that has been my go-to response. And I think that um, goes to show like the amount of work I've done in recovery to like keep my head like in a good place because I guess I would hypothesize like early in recovery, like, well, who would have to die for it to be okay for me to drink? And I always thought, you know, if my brother dies, I had a list. Yeah, you know, it's like, then it'll be okay for me to drink again. But then, um, you know, let me tell you, I I lost my uncle who I was very close to and um, he was in recovery also. And that was kind of, you know, we bonded over that. And, um, you know, and I feel terrible that I, that I made fun of his last, he came on one of our meetings early in, 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 I, in, I, back in the day. And I totally was like, you know, he comes on, I'm making fun of his last name. I'm like, that's unfortunate. And he's like, yeah, it's kind of unfortunate. You know, so he's super cool about it too. I was like, I was oh yeah. He, yeah. he's yeah. just, I'm sure he was not even offended. Like, yeah, he was it's, so it's used great. to it. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so yeah. And I, I did not once think about drinking, mm. you know, and that's progress to me. Um, mm. Now, when things get hard, that is not my immediate thought. Um, So I'm fortunate in that. Um, But I do worry that if I stop doing the work, if I let myself slip up, that it would only take one bad day, you know, a bad look, a Mm -hmm. bad whatever. Like, shit, I got T-boned like three weeks ago. Like, you know, random shit just happens and... Yeah, random shit happens, but like, I I just don't drink. That's bottom line. And the more you like go through things like that and you don't drink, the more I think you can see, okay, I can do this sober. And the next time it makes it a little bit easier where you're not immediately going to that thought. Um, But what about you? Have you had a situation where, where you were like very close or just in a lot of pain? wanted to drink uh yeah absolutely i mean and it wasn't even like you know um it wasn't even like anything to actually i I can't even tell you exactly what it was other than like like uh like i think my cvs wasn't open locally (laughs) i was having a fight with my wife yeah uh, but um you know i i've have i have i uh two Every time that it has happened, it has been around fight a relationship fighting with my my uh, my wife, and um, and that's you know you can see where my weakness is regarding that stuff and um, and so you know my codependency there was pretty strong and you know and I in when things didn't go my way or I wasn't being perceived correctly or whatever it was like I know that like I it hurts and so uh, and I hate that fucking pain that's all there is to it. Uh, I've been in, you know, some scenarios where I've like left the house and, uh, slept in my RV and, um, 
and there's just been terrible things. And and di- did I think about taking a drink? Yeah, absolutely. But like in my pain of that or crying through all that shit, I would be like, I would be like, I should just get a fucking drink. And then I think to myself, like how fucking like then then this like resilience comes up into me like. No, fuck her. Because if I do, then that means she fucking win. There, <laughs> I'm gonna be like, I'm not well, fucking I'm drinking. Then she'll I'm not win. gonna drink out of <laughs> yeah. spite. Yeah, fuck her. I'm fuck her. <laughs> so, so I guess you know one of the things is um, you reminded me. Um, you know, you said you know we had a fear of, uh, um, like I still fear it. Like I'm gonna like every once in a while, it's gonna you know like like if I if I rest on what I'm doing in my recovery and. Uh, you know, and that's a big part of why coming to this podcast is important for me. Why doing it is important for me. It is something that I do. Um, I've actually gone down to like one AA meeting a week, but I do like three ACA meetings on as well. So I'm doing four meetings a week of twelve step recovery. But um, but I you know I really need to balance it out, and I think I need to cut back on some ACA so I can go to more AA and kind of do like a two for two kind of a deal. But I always have this podcast and this podcast really puts me in that perspective of like, you know, baseline recovery. It gets me into that understanding because what it is that we're doing here is we're talking to a newcomer. We're talking about, you know, getting sober and remaining sober. This is like kind of the basics of it all. <laughs> but I think one of the uh, the things it talks about in AA is like uh, the book anyway, it says um, um, like it is uh, easy to, to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. Uh, it says we are headed into trouble if we do for alcohol is a subtle foe. Uh, we are not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent upon the maintenance of our spiritual conditions. And so, and so in this case, it's like, you know, um, you know, one of the things that gets me into that spiritual condition is this, you know, you and I, you know, just talking to me is very spiritual. It's something that, you know, we make connections in this way. Um, you know, uh, being on, you know, either Facebook, Silverpod Live, going to meetings, connecting with human beings, other human beings is a very spiritual thing for me. But the minute I start to isolate, I get a little, you know, dissociative and I just want to go and fucking binge or I want to like, you know, um, binge, not alcohol, but uh, like uh, uh, Netflix or, you know, browsing or social media or, you know, God only, God, whatever, something else. I really start to fall out of that connection and that's mm-hmm. like with myself and with others so um so what are the things that you do in terms of first things first that are along those lines because i know for me like i do sit there and i say um like i will stop myself and i'll be like what are you what are you gonna what good is this going to bring you carl i have this conversation mm-hmm. with myself like you know and i go like i like if i sit down to like fucking oh i'm just gonna browse youtube right now i go like but what is that going to get you, right? And all I always think to myself is like, it's like empty calories. You know what I mean? It's like it's just it's <laughs> fucking nothing, and it's just like it's just stupid. And I just like just like like a f- wasted time is really what it is. But it, it's a distraction, yeah. right? You talked mm-hmm. about it a little bit earlier. So, um, what is it that you do to kind of like, um, like get your to shake yourself out of like those things that like you know you're you're in sobriety and you're like. Oh, like I just like, you know, you'd love to just fucking veg in front of the TV right now, but like you don't. Like, what is the thing that like actually stops you from just vegging in front of the TV? Um, 
Jeez, that's a hard one. I just, I guess I would go back to like you saying you wanted when you want to isolate. I always hear, or I always think of like the opposite of addiction is connection. And I think for me, what that means is reaching out to other people in sobriety, making that commitment to go to a meeting every so often, you know, coming on this podcast is a commitment for me. And those are things that I don't, um, if at all possible, I don't compromise on, you know, that is, that is, um, what's, what's most important. Um, of course life happens and, you know, I can't always be here, but (laughs) yeah, but for the most part, I do my best to, um, to show up and to be present. Um, you know, I try to think about like, what is it I'm trying to avoid? Because that's probably the thing I need to address rather than, you know, binge Netflix or like take a nap. Like, what am I trying to avoid? Like, is, is this a good use of my time? Do I need a break? Like, is that what this is for me? Or is this, um, kind of an avoidance type thing? And so I just have to be really intentional with what I do. Um, I'm not perfect by any means, but, um, you know, just kind of taking a step back and, and like you said, thinking like, what good is this doing me? Like, um, another thing is if, um, and I don't know if this really relates, but if I'm stressed out at work and like people are pissing me off, like, um, I have to kind of slow down and be like, is this worth it? Like it, not like my job, of course my job's worth it, but is, mm-hmm. is this mm-hmm. problem right here worth me being so upset over? Um, is it that big of a deal? And kind of like, is it going to matter five years from now? What happens in this one situation? Like not to be short sighted, just kind of think of the big picture. And, um, I think that's, that's really served me well. And I've come to like mature a little bit when it comes to confrontation and conflict in that I'm not just going to be, um, saying shit that I regret later. I'm really, thoughtful about how I respond to things, which I credit totally to sobriety, like totally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, just kind of getting to the root cause. Like, I think that's another thing with addiction and with healing, you've got to get to some of your root causes of what either triggered you to drink, um, or, you know, what happened like before you escalated, like things like that, you've got to work through or you're bound to repeat history. So that's talk about first things first. I think that's a, that's a real big, you know, a a, a big statement. If you can, you know, rely on that, not, not this, uh, you know, there's first things first, like get to the first root cause <laughs> you know it's like yeah, yeah that, that could be one of those things for that but but in in this case um you know first things first is really about being simplistic early on being in you know recovery and or you know just you know your early days it's like because yeah, we do get confused on what comes next what we should be doing next and i think mm-hmm. it is really it can it can be confusing at times to be like what do i do next um you know especially since you're you know in a fog and just getting your fucking, you know, your sea legs in recovery, you know? So, um, but when you get to those stuff, when you, when you get to that, you feel like, you know, 
you've been doing this first things first and now you've kind of um, you know, you've had some some normalcy start to develop because of this stuff. Then you can really go after the those key key things that were like key instigators in terms of your your uh, uh, your emotional upheavals, right? Because I know I did the same thing. I, I I really did, and it was like fucking freeing. It's the best thing to ever happen to me to go through, you know, the pain of early recovery and even like you know, few you know five years in and then like start to get a hold of some of the deeper issues that i was having that i had had my whole life and i think that that's just an amazing um you know process for recovery and so not to say anything but there's always more things to go after whether you know um you know you're a you're a 50 year old man or whether you're a 30 year old uh, woman there are things to continually go after in your recovery um, you know, and you should never, as we talked about that reading, never rest on your laurels in terms of recovery, because there are more things to discover in terms of whether it be, you know, about yourself or about your spiritual nature, about how you connect with others. Um, you know, like, you know, geez, man, it's like there, as my sponsor has said, uh, you are more than, you know, you think you are. Um, and that is the, the very, the, the very truth about myself I didn't know who I was, uh, and then as even today, I still don't really know. <laughs> but I do know that I have seen myself become somebody that I never understood that I could be in sobriety, and that's that's a really important lesson to learn. Okay, Chelsea, <clears throat> so we don't keep the people waiting any longer because it's been 55 minutes and 14 seconds. Uh, so <laughs> um, <clears throat> do you have any uh, do you have any kind words to share with the with the people in parting? Uh, I guess just, you know, with first things first, if you don't know what's first, um, get back to the basics of alcohol, don't drink. And the second thing is reach out to someone if you're struggling with what step two is not necessarily like step two in the book, but like what your next action is going to be. If you, if you're feeling uncertain about your decision-making, it's okay to ask for help and guidance. Um, but at the same time, don't always, you know, rely on other people. You're going to have to kind of branch out and, and make your own choices. But in the beginning, especially if you're struggling, like definitely just reach out to anyone that uh, you trust. Someone in recovery is a good option. Um, and don't, don't get bogged down by like the annoyances or, you know, things that are temporary, like your sobriety and your recovery is going to be lifelong. Um, and so that needs to, yeah, 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 hopefully. And that needs to take priority because your future self depends upon it. Um, whereas like, Karen at the grocery store who's pissing you off isn't going to matter in like an hour. So that would be my, my kind word. Yeah. One of the things they say in, in, in the rooms, uh, you know, a lot, which is, uh, you know, life on life's terms. This is like one of these things that they, you know, gets thrown around a lot. And I think first things first really does kind of coincide with that. I don't know if that's ever going to come up in this living sober book, but, um, you know, that's one of the things that really helped me along those lines, too, is to think about first things first in terms of life on life's terms, because uh, it has acceptance in there. So, you know, first things first, you know, 
at life on life's terms, which is like, you know, I'm an alcoholic and there's just no other way around it. Like that's just like, I know based on personal experience that that's who I am. So again, that's life on life's terms. I have to accept that. Uh, and then the other thing is that, um, you know, when it comes down to first things first, it's like, yo, what are my obligations? What do I have to do today? Do I, you know, like, okay, I got to get my shit together. I got to actually take my daughter to school. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, there's some, again, but you know, when you're, when you're an alcoholic and you're irritable and restless and discontented, you know, so those things can be a huge annoyance and they, you know, it's like, oh, I got to go to work today. I can't get drunk all day. Oh shit. That sucks. You know, it's like, <laughs> so, you know, that's the kind of stuff that like, you know, selfish and self-centered to the core. Those are, those are the thoughts that I would think. I was like, oh, do I really have to do this anymore? You know? And you know what? It's like, um, yeah, I did. And, and that was kind of part of it. It's like I had to start waking up to being an adult and I had to start adulting like, you know, the way that actual, you know, people my age were doing it, you know? And, um, yeah, it's so, so I guess my, my, my comments to the pretty people would be to, um, you know, fucking buck up buttercup. Fuck. <laughs> Get your shit together. You selfish motherfucker. Get, put your fucking pants on. Leave the house. Anyway. So, um, so I think that's it. Is is that is that it? I just think we need to like brand it- that like buck up buttercup fuck. Because I think that would just be like <laughs> an amazing <laughs> slogan. <laughs> buck up buttercup fuck. There's no way you could say it that way though. Anyway, so uh um see so do you think that that's it? Is that all that there is? Is that do we have anything more to drag out of first things first? Nah, I think we're good. But if you would like, I'm trying to uh, be more active on Twitter. Um, You can follow us at SoberPod. You can follow me at Sip and Sink. And you can follow Carl in in your dreams. You can follow me home anytime. (laughs) (laughs) And my wife will just chase you away. So uh no do not follow do not follow me do not uh, and then and then don't do anything that I do because that that would be wrong. <laughs> um so so I I do want to make sure that people like subscribe, you know, comment and stick their thumbs up our butts. I want to make sure that people do that stuff because you know it really does help newcomers find us. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, the, the higher we rank and the more interactions and, and reviews that we get, the more that, um, you know, it we rise in the in the, the top of the charts. Which I just think it's kind of bullshit. We should just be there anyway because we're that awesome. But whatever. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, please like, subscribe, and do all those things that you're supposed to do. And, um, and I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think that's it. I think the, so what do we say to the to the kind people, Chelsea? deuces and I say stay active stay sober <laughs> fuck is that it is that what I say fuck yes okay. <laughs> that's it alright All right, I got it okay we're out of here laters later